the prosperity of a believer is different from an unbeliever being wealthy and rich. Yours has eternal implication, eternal consequences. In a true love, you see passion. In a true love, you see commitment. You can be passionate about someone that you are not it's committed. It's about friendship. You know when we talk about spiritual family, your filial now makes sense because you have agape. Filial will still be there. But now you have agape, which is unconditional love, where you have to sacrifice and lay down your life. You sacrifice when you love God, shows you you love God. He called you and enlisted you as one of his own. You lay down your life. If you are not dead, you can't be a living sacrifice. I want to address the remaining questions. I try to address the remaining questions. Maybe I attended, attempted about four or five on Sunday before I brought Reverend Austin up. And then I want to address the remaining. But please, generally speaking, you have questions about the economy. You have questions about... Um, about marriage, about sex, about you still have more questions. Um, you can ask. Let's have that. Um, um, let's have that uh, code they are supposed to scan, the QR code or something. Let's have it. And um, please ask question now. Today, I just want to answer questions. All right. I just want to answer questions. And uh, let me just go straight into it. And uh, let me say something. The reason why God puts questions in our hearts is so that we can seek him. There are some answers that will come among the brethren, among the um, saints, and there are some answers you might not be able to get specifically, you know, in the gathering of the saints. It has to be in your personal, private closet with God. When you pray, most of the time when we pray, God answers. According to Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, if you don't forget, you remember, the Bible says, you call upon me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So what we get in a place of prayer is answers. And that's why we have to cultivate the habit of listening to God, um, giving him attention so that he can actually address the challenges that are in our lives. So we are not supposed to go through those challenges alone by ourselves. We are supposed to actually listen to him so that we can be... So let's take the answers to these questions. Is it compulsory to get married? And I want you to ask your questions now. In the next two, three months, I'm not answering questions. Ask any question, whether the one's demon threw at you or the one's angels. Ask any question now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Personal to you, Concerning the teachings, concerning the church, as just as that's why I brought my chair. Okay? Aha. Uh -huh. 10 minutes to 8, I am going to stop answering questions. So press this thing now and answer, all right, and ask questions. Is it compulsory to get married? This is from um, Connecting the Dot. Can't we just be on our own? It annoys me. Marriage, it annoys me. Marriage is a lot, sir. What is it, Seth? Um, what is it, Seth? Can't everybody just day? Even when people say they want to know me more, I just get pissed off. I just get pissed. You don't need to know me. Let me be. Let me be. At this point, it's kind of obvious that single life is better than marriage because there is peace. Now, if you have peace as a single person, when you are married, you are supposed to have abundant peace. Because what happened with marriage? Marriage magnifies and makes you better. That's what marriage does. And I'm sure that this person is asking because of what you have seen. Maybe the marriage 
of your parents, the marriage of people around you, and then you don't have to use the events of people to conclude about the plan, the um, institution of marriage, as Bible has put it. Marriage is not supposed to be, supposed to be for help. You know, Bible says, I will find him help me. Do you understand? Aha, because he was busy working, he was doing a lot, he needed to collaborate with someone so that his result and impact can be magnified and multiplied. And if that happens to a man, it also happens to women and to, the, to his wife. Do you understand? So both come together in oneness to magnify and to multiply their effect, their impact, their peace, their joy, their love, and all that. So that's the typical biblical marriage standard. Marriage was never created or instituted by God, all right, for people to fight, um, for people to uh, divorce, for people to hate each other, for domestic violence, for all those, I mean, terrible things you have heard about marriage, it was never part of the original plan of God. You know, didn't you hear that when they asked Jesus Christ that, you know, divorce, Moses said we should fight divorce. He said from the beginning, it was not so. From the beginning, it wasn't so. So that means the original plan of God is what we should be thinking about, not what has now become of some marriages around us. All right? So I'm advising you, don't just day. Hmm? You will not day by yourself alone. But marriage is sweet. Marriage is wonderful. Um, that's the reason why God creates like you. you. I know by now you should be having sexual health. You that you wrote this question. I mean, you will have matured to a point where at least something will be moving you. In a way, I mean, I'm talking about sexual hodge and all those things now. So I, you need to, when you, when, you, when you are on fire, somebody should be able to quench, you know, your um, sexual fire, or be able to, uh, that's in the context of marriage. All right? So I'm saying that there is a way you can, we can be there for each other in marriage. And just pray and walk with God that God should give you uh, the best of, uh, um, of, uh, of his children for, as a marriage, as a marriage, uh, marriage partner. I hope that is clear. So don't, don't get out of the consciousness of the terrible experiences that you have seen in people's marriages and all that. Just begin to look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith. That your parents' marriage are like the way they are, uh, like the way it is, doesn't mean that your own should be like that. You might know better than they knew when they got married, all right? And then you should aspire to just, you know, uh, make sure that well, marriage is work. I'm not saying that everything will just be sweet like that. Now, you face challenges. There are different phases in marriage. But once you overcome it, you get better, and then you love um, each other. All right? So it's, 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 it's easy. Just obey and those uh, fundamental principles and laws in marriage. Uh, the next one is, please, can you emphasize 
how important marriage is and how to renew one's mind positively about it. Yes, I just said things in line with that. And marriage is important because it's created and it's, you know, marriage is between a opposite, two opposite gender, all right? And then it's quite important because it multiplies your impact, your influence, it multiplies your resolve on the earth, gives you relative abundant peace, and makes you more um, highly productive. When Bible says, and he blessed them, he said to them, be fruitful. You know it was marriage he blessed, praise God. It was, I mean, he created Adam and Eve, and Bible says he blessed them as a spirit before he now have them um, separately formed. He blessed them. So that means you are blessed as a single person. But when you are married, the fruitfulness, he said, be fruitful, multiply. You see, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. All right? Now, some of you, as a single person, the things that move on the earth, they're having dominion over you. You see the reason why cockroach will show up and you will take another... You see the reason why you see rat and you are shouting. But if two have come together, praise God. <laughs> so marriage is quite important. Hmm? It's for fulfillment of destinies. It aids your, your productivity. I mean, two people thinking together, praying together, agreeing. One chase a thousand, two chases, two will chase ten thousand. That's what Bible says. All right? If if Bible says if they fall, one will leave the other. Right? You can stay long, you know, in a falling state if you are not married. Praise God. Aha. Uh -huh. So it's quite important um, that we all marry. Please, it's important. Bible says in the end of days, people will be teaching that people should not marry. We are not doing that in this church. We are getting married. There's nothing you can do about it. Eh? Can't we just day? We cannot just day. Hmm? Please. It's not a day in something. We have to get married. Amen? amen. I said amen? amen. Uh -huh. So the next one is, if God hates divorce, um, if God hates divorce, should separation be encouraged between married couple? And for how long should they be separated? <laughs> Let me, you, have, you ask a lot of questions. Separation, separation should not be encouraged. Um, divorce should not be, God hates divorce, he doesn't hate divorcee, but I want you to take note. There are situations that come up that makes people divorce. If you do not marry the way God wanted you to marry, or you, you, if you look at the reason for marriage, according to the scripture, the primary reason, the first time marriage shows up in the scripture, and that's what you use, because it's law of first mention to interpret the scripture. God said, I will get him a helpmate because he was doing work in the garden. All right, God gave him work before he gave him wife. All right, don't, don't try to go and marry somebody that doesn't have work. He must have, he must be purpose conscious, he must be on a mission. God gave him work before he gave him wife. There are basic things you should follow according to that law of first mention. But if you look at the core thing about marriage, it's not just for emotional satisfaction of both people in marriage, is for productivity. All right? So enhance multiplication. You should look at it in a very core, you know, in a very core way. All right? So now, 
Divorce is against the plan of God. If people have started manifesting and they are multiplying 10,000, they are having 10,000 as productivity, when they divorce now, it will, I mean, come down to 1,000. And that's if the divorce or dissolution or whatever happened was done in a proper and the right way. So divorce is discouraged. God hates divorce. But there are certain situations that makes divorce very necessary. For example, if a consumer marries a producer, all right? Aha. So it's, it's sometimes difficult because somebody is always thinking of being productive and somebody is always thinking, is married to somebody who always likes to consume. It might be very difficult, all right? Uh, somebody is going up north in fulfilling destiny and the other person is going down south. It might be difficult. Do you understand? It might be difficult. So that is why a man shares his vision. A woman also talks about the things that are desires and are purpose in life, and he finds alignment. It's not about, uh, he's my very good friend. Uh, it's my, this, look, friendship is necessary in marriage. But let me tell you this point blankly. There is point blank. It's the things that really sustain marriage is the purpose. Friendship is very important. It's very essential. In fact, you can exhaust the love that brought the two of you together. You can exhaust the person that is very beautiful, pretty, handsome. You, can't, you may stop seeing all that. But the purpose, you know, the purpose. That's why some people, they do business marriage. We're in this together. I've heard about a couple that they, 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 they don't really have attraction for each other and all that. The, the man has a girlfriend, the woman, the, his wife has a boyfriend. But it was a marriage that was based on uh, politics and uh, business. And nobody knows anything. They are couple in the public, but everybody in the privacy have their own uh, partner, sexual partner. So, you know, and they, and they leave. Uh, so, they, you get what I'm saying? And they are they they unbelievers that do all kinds of things. Okay? But our own shouldn't be like that. So our own is that it's all rounded according to the will of God. So, but the purpose, the, the friendship, companionship is essential. The purpose is very essential. All right? With the friendship and companionship comes the love, the romance, the other things. And then the purpose is the business side of it. You wake up to work. Going back to bed, you do appraisal. Every day, life's kingdom is moving forward because of your marriage. Lives are getting better because of your marriage. That alone will make it difficult for you to separate. Except if both of you have to go in different direction, and that will make divorce very necessary. All right? Um, so you continue to ask, yes, secondly, how long should they be separated? They can only be separated if there is domestic violence. All right? Violence of all sorts. Even verbal, um, verbal abuse, domestic abuse, every little thing, slap, all those kind of beatings. All those. The other time, I think on X, on Twitter, I saw a man that pulled out bed and was beating the ah, and the child was there. I, it's not something, you know, I don't like to see negative things. Not just hearing negative things. I condition my environment. I'm careful the kind of people I follow so that I don't see those kind of things. Because there's a way it affects the good picture in your heart. 
Okay? And that's what is affecting most of the young people. They've seen all kinds of terrible things. Some, some people grew up seeing their father beating their mother and the mother, you know, breaking bottles and um, stabbing and they see blood growing up. So they hate marriage. And it's not your fault. You see, the only thing is that now I am representing a proper marriage to you. The way it should be. Okay? And I trust the Holy Spirit to finish his job in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So during separation, secondly, during separation, what is expected of the couples to be doing during the separation and what should the church do too? The church should encourage them. If they eventually separate, let's say because of um, abuse, a verbal, um, domestic, violence. Actually, let me tell you, church is a community, church is a family. If you are going through abuse, please find a way to relate to me or talk to your center pastor. Because you might be having inferiority complex. If you are in a relationship, don't marry somebody who is abusing you. It is inversely proportional to the future wonderful marriage and your own healthy state of mind if you have been abused, is symmetrically asymmetrical, <laughs> if I have to put it that way. There are ladies that interpret abuse as love. It's, there's nothing romantic about it. Slap is slap. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's negative. It can harm and hurt your destiny. So I'm advising you, there's nothing anointed, spiritual, about the slap, about the beating, about the abuse, whether verbal. Somebody just said that you don't, your head is not correct. It's not proper. It's not proper. You can't, I don't know how people think, you can't be married to someone that you have fun together, you sleep with each other, you, and you are saying negative things like that. And if you're a man here, listen to me. If you have learned all kinds of languages from your dad, negative things, you have to start rehearsing Start appreciating the ladies around you now. Start saying positive things to them. So that by the time you marry, you will not destroy your own marriage by your own words. Those things are hidden inside you. You may not know now. It's when you marry that the woman will be digging it out. And if you're a woman here, any little thing, your mouth is like razor blade. Pa! You know, women can talk. Some men who never believe they will beat. Is the women that use their mouth to activate the beating mechanism in the men. And those ones just give it one dirty slap, pa, and they realize that it is sweet. They give another one before they become an expert. So please, as a lady, be careful with the way you speak. Some ladies don't just speak, they also beat. There are men who are complaining that men, women, their women are beating them. There are cases are with the Ministry of Justice. I'm telling you, this is a report in Lagos State. I saw it like this, 75 men went to go out. And you know, for men to have come out like that and speak, you know, men don't really voice out. Men don't really voice out. For men to have spoken out of seven, for those 75 to have spoken, I'm sure 1,750 is suffering the, the thing. Women are beating them. And see, there are women that if I see them, I know that this one can beat, <laughs> can beat the husband. It's not just about muzzle. Some people have learned the 
You know, Taquado, you know, there's a day I found out that one of my daughters have it's a black beta or something, or maybe Taquado or whatever. Ah, I say, ah, Jesus Christ. Because they know all those things to disarm men, to juget. And some people just have their own naturally. They came up, they grew up with it because their mothers have been doing fantastic job in that area in their family. You must be delivered from all these negative things that you have acquired as an experience from your home. You must be delivered. There's no marriage that is perfect. My parents never beat themselves. And I'm proud of them concerning that. But there are other areas. There are other, <laughs> there are other areas. My both parents were choleric. As in choleric. But you know in those days, it's a culture that when a man is speaking, the woman will be quiet. Unlike now, that the man is speaking, the woman is talking. Don't forget, your husband is a lord. Your husband is lord. She was one just me. He said she was listening. She wasn't in church. When I preached, he said, pastor, pastor. And I started looking at my husband. I said, so you are Lord like this. He said, he said when she started thinking that, I would tell my husband, that, so you are Lord like this. He said, what's it Lord? And I said, don't go and tell him now. You know, I said it in that message. That, don't go and I'll tell you. I said, hey, so you are Lord like this. <laughs> she just started laughing. Your husbands, according to the scripture, are lords. The head of a woman is a man. The head of the man is Christ. Once you do not disrupt that authority, there will be peace. There will be peace. And men too, they don't, you don't do like, they say, after I'm the head of this, I'm the head. See, the head gives direction. The head gives vision. The head thinks, you understand, there are so many responsibilities that lies on the head, as the head will roll. You have to defend your headship and take responsibility as head, not by by the time you are saying I'm at the end of this, the head is already shaking. Hmm? So please, and it's easy for women to sub submit when the head is uh, heading in the right direction. You know, heads sometimes are not heading in the right direction. It's, it's, it's a lot of uh, calamitous. Uh... <laughs> May God help us. So separation, the church should just encourage them to come back. Please, in the case of domestic violence, report to me. Prayer alone does not solve the problem of domestic violence. People like us are not just called Godfather. Are you getting what I'm saying? I will help you treat the case of domestic violence. People call me Godfather, whereas it's God's son, that is my name. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. We'll show you the path of the Godfatherism. I remember in those days, the pastor, one pastor was a, was a, it was a mafia boss in Ife, back then in um, OAU. And then I think who was part of the Gekke guides was, so he now ended up becoming pastor, you know, and uh, so he just called for 80 guys when he heard that the husband was treating his daughter. Anyhow, I mean, his daughter's in faith now. The husband, too, maybe his son in faith. <laughs> and then he won the guy. But when the guy is not changing, he just arranged for three, four, 50 guys. They went to the home. They carried the guy, lifted the guy up. Number one. The guy was, 
Oh, they had him. They lifted him. They threw him up again. Second time. Third time. Fourth time. Even the wife that was maltreated was begging for the life. Do you understand? I mean, there won't be juju me. By the time you lands on the, there won't be satisfaction. There won't be. I mean, the people you are fighting, you there are so many things that are good about them that you are not capitalizing on. Huh? So they just put him down. They didn't allow him to fall. He said, the next time you lay your hands on this woman, now you have seen a taste. We will give you the proper. And that was the end. Nobody had to teach and preach for that. Do you know, sometimes when you are praying, you need to, if I'm saying watch and pray, that watch, make it hacked and pray. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so please, come on. We know how to treat people's, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, may God give you understanding. Amen. Thirdly, are all marriages accepted by God? Well, all marriages might not be accepted by God. Fourthly, when should a woman be submissive and when should the man love? Is submission supposed to be end? Marriage will make you selfless. You don't have to earn it or submit. That's the truth. Women, in most cases, are you not supposed to love me first, then I'll submit to you. I'm not submitting anything. Ha, women can be stubborn. Chai. You know, especially when they are shaking like this, you know that something is already, it's already out of tune. <laughs> you see, the beauty of women eh, is, is, you see, when they make up and they are happy, they, they, most of, maybe some of you, you don't know, you are more beautiful when you are, you make up, you, you, even when you don't make up, when you smile, you are, do you understand? Every man must be after that. Everything you do must make your woman happier, you know, smiling and be joyful. Don't say, you have, I want to pull a trigger. Don't, it's not necessary. You can pull a trigger and you shoot yourself. That is the truth. So, now, take note of this, that it's very important that the man should love. The other time I said, Jesus loved first. And as a church, we submit to him. Even though our submission as a church is still somehow. Are you getting what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, man, you have responsibility to love your wife. I will say first. Even when they don't, when they are acting like they don't deserve to be loved, you have to love. Because that's how church does to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You have the responsibility to clean her up, to make her better, to bring the best out of her. Women can be anything any man wants them to be. I, I tell you that, because that is why God does it in such a way that you sow a seed into a woman, and the woman multiply it and give it back to you. You'll be saying, be speaking shit into a woman. You'll get a ton and multiply, press down, shaking together, running over sheets in your life. God forbid bad thing. Amen. Uh-huh. So that's why you invest and you sow wonderful things because it will come back to you. Okay? Don't take care of yourself more than you take care of your woman. It's better to take care of your woman than you take care of yourself. Look at Jesus Christ. He left everything for us. I mean, just, just be Jesus in your home. There will be peace. 
Women are not wicked. They are not evil. Stop saying women as a necessary evil. I don't make that terrible statement. As women are necessary, there's nothing like that in the Bible. Don't stop believing things that are idiotic, idiomatic, <laughs> terrible expressions all over the place. Hmm? So love, as a man of God, you are a man of God in your home. Love. And as a woman of God, and if you're a young man, you are growing up, start learning how to love people. Love the brotherhood, start rehearsing it with people. Because one day, you will have to start living in the reality of loving someone that you are married to, regardless of their faults, regardless of their mistakes, regardless of her faults, her mistakes. Because well, it's not polygamy. So, you love. Now, I want everybody to raise your hand. Say, I receive grace. I receive now, in my case, now, we say love. So, if you're a woman, you say submit. I receive grace, I receive grace to, love. to love my wife. If you're a woman and you say, my, your wife, I'm suspecting you. Say, I receive grace to love my wife as Christ loved the church. As a woman, you know, you can't say as church submits to Christ because the church, church is showing Christ, so praise God. Don't go and be showing your husband. Hmm? Good morning, yeah, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I am concerned about my sister who is in an abusive relationship. I've addressed it, please. Tell your sister to see us or to relocate to our church or we'll help her treat the matter. Your sister should be freed. If somebody is abusing you and you are going back into that relationship, you have self-esteem issue. You have self-esteem issue. If somebody does not boost your estimation, your self-estimation, that person is not worthy to marry you. Whether it's a woman, if a woman doesn't see you as a king, and you see her as your, as your queen, forget it. Sir, you usually say things, this thing, that if your husband should cheat on you, you will forgive him and accept him. But if it's the wife that cheats on husband, it won't take him anything to chase, it won't take him anything to chase her away. Or also, have an extramarital affair, but if it's vice versa, the lady will be hard to accept him back and forget it. I'm not the one that usually say that. It's, it's, that's, what you, that's what you hear from outside. Maybe your ex or what you have been reading from outside. Because I, I notice that people argue about that a lot. The reverse, what I usually say is the reverse of what you wrote. The reverse in the scripture. God says a man should forgive a woman that misbehaves, cheats, adultery, whatever. God says, as Christ loved the church. That's why he says, as Christ loved the church. Church has been cheating on Christ, for your information. When you doubt, you cheat on Christ. When you are in unbelief, as a believer, you are cheating on Christ. When you are looking for a shortcut to make money, you are cheating on Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. When you sin, you are cheating on Christ. And Christ still forgive. You don't know what the Bible says. And the Bible says, as Christ loved the church. So if your wife cheats on you. Now, wives, I'm not saying you should not go and cheat. And test the love of your husband. Your husband might not be fully Christ yet. <laughs> your husband might not be fully Christ yet. It's <laughs> not so that you will not, you will not go and incur on yourself the wrath 
the wrath of God in man. Hmm? Uh -huh. Because your husband can kill your, your sexual co-cheater. You understand? Uh -huh. That your sexual partner, your husband can kill her, or kill him, and also kill you. I heard about one case like that. I think the man killed the wife and killed himself. He's just a stupid man. Well, I, I don't want to put myself in his shoes because some people will start judging and say, if you give your name, the, the word Bible's. That's why this thing is for people who have matured. The best thing you can do in that kind of scenario is to walk away. I mean, worst thing that can happen, worst case scenario is that you divorce and you dissolve it. Do you understand you dissolve the marriage? It's simple. But we are now saying this is what scripture teaches, that sexual immorality or um, extramarital affair should not be the reason why a family is dissolved. Should not be the reason. Sometimes you have to investigate what could have led to it. Is it that your husband is not satisfying you well? For a man, a woman to go out. Eh? Even culturally, it's forbidden. For a man to go out, don't think culture supports it. The culture that glorifies polygamy might look like, you know, they want to support it. But we're talking about the kingdom culture now. It's not allowed. So the man who goes out too has committed adultery. So it, it, the reason why it looks like our world tried to not really want to judge a man. Look at even in Bible times. They brought a woman that was caught in the heart. They didn't, bring, they didn't bring any man that was caught in the act. The, the, man, the men are not caught in the act. Because the woman couldn't have been having sex with herself. So the woman was caught in the act. So what about the man? So for you to know that it has always been like this. It looks like when it comes to marital, the thing is in the, it, it favors the, the men than the women. But it's not like that. According to the scripture, it looks like it favors the women than the men. Because the Bible says love as Christ loves. Do you understand? Bible didn't say submit as church submits to Christ. But it says submit as unto the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is a serious matter. I've heard that the man was called, uh, the wife said, they called the wife, the family called the wife, said, hey, do you think when we give birth to him, his penis is meant for one woman? That's culture. And that's rubbish. Hmm? If I was there, I could have defended their hands. So that means that our own vagina too is not meant for one uh, man now. If it's, let's just balance the equation. Praise God. Because that's what the, the younger generation are clamoring for. Do you understand? There are women that are now having two, three husbands. So please, let's stay with the things of the kingdom. Eh? And so some of you that are having polygamy in mind, it's not biblical. Before you start introducing that into the Bible, I will have gone to be with the Lord. <laughs> and I'm not going anywhere yet. I'm still spending almost like time three of my present age. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why I'm praying for longevity for my wife because I don't want to be changing. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to be looking for another wife at the age of 90. And I'm doing acquaintance, friendship. <laughs> you are not hanging out at the age of 85. You are hanging out. I know a man like that, too. Married three wives in his lifetime. Pasadela. Go and Google it. Pasadela. Three wives. 
At the age of 110 or so, he married a woman that was 30 something years old. 30, yes. Have I? Prayer concussion. That's what the man was. It wasn't the, an ordinary man. Praise God. Ah. The founder of TAC. Ah. Oh. So that is it. It's not me that is thinking this one. Oh, please. Uh -huh. It's not me. Oh. Saying the lady is a, is a home builder. So I sent him back. Saying the lady is a home builder. It's how the men, home destroyer. Both build home. Let's stop saying. It's not nice that it has to be lady all the time. No, it's not. Uh, it's even in favor of lady. I get you. It's better you are even vexing. You are vexing for me now. I'm not the, I'm not the, he says it's not nice. I just like, I like your heart. He said, most of these men, most of these men don't care and do whatever they like because they believe as a Christian lady, you should forgive, forget, and build the home. Well, let me tell you something about women too. There are women that are, that are married to pastor and they slap the pastor because they know the pastor can't do anything. <laughs> they say, but they say, oh, yeah. Try. Try them. Your life will be on the outside. Because they know that the pastor is carrying what we call in Yoruba Ajaga. You know, the responsibility, the yoke of Christ is to be exactly like Christ. It's, many pastors are suffering inside though. It's just that they are not talking. Any pastors are suffering. He said, which food? This one week, there's no food for you. You're on your own. Maybe you fast now. Why can't you start fasting? Starving the pastor with sex. Starving the pastor with food. Starving the pastor with uh, companionship. Uh, starving the pastor of companionship, sex, food, every necessary thing. The, a pastor is a man. As you're looking at me, I'm a full grown, just like you. I ate Amala before I came up. Ate Amala, not in the private, in, in open. And goat meat. Some people have lived with me. I wear short knicker. I, do you understand? I run around. I play. I have fun. I'm a full grown man. I, it's, do you understand? Flesh and blood. I'm flesh and blood. I'm not spirit. I have sexual, Bible says a man, Elijah was a man with like passion, exactly like us. That means Elijah that was calling down fire has sexual urge, has feeling. <laughs> Even in history, powerful men who used to be great warriors, they had wives. Do you understand? They, they used to have sex. They might separate themselves, they might whatever, but they were men. So please, let's start having these fake, funny, funny ideas. You know, sometimes I have to take drugs so that I can rest and sleep. I know what I'm talking about. Let me be sincere. Let me be sincere with you. I live a healthy life. I live this. doesn't mean that sometimes stress don't catch up with me. It doesn't mean that I will not be, I don't get attacked at times by, by sickness or whatever. See, I am human. Sometimes, eh? So let me not just so that you not tempt me. If I just if I give you certain gist, eh? Some of you that are sent by the kingdom of darkness that I'm praying for, who, who can try to, to manipulate things. I'm telling the truth. There are low moments. That low moment is only me and God. There is a 
minister of the gospel, very good friend of mine, but uh, I mean, I don't, all those public things, I don't do it. There are so many people you hear about that, very good friend of mine. So I spoke with her, I said, how do you manage sexual urge? Because, I mean, this, let me mention her name, it's Victoria Orezi I'm talking about. I said, how do you make, manage? So for like one hour, we're talking. He said, you know that. I shut down my phone. I shut down external anything that's the entry, um, the openings that can get anything into me. I shut it down. Just me and God. As sincerely, I talked to God. So it was shortly after that, I think she just felt the need to release that thing outside. That's why she did the video. Sincerely, you were talking to God, you know I need a man now. Sincerely, you know I need a woman now. You know? Not that uh, you are in your low moments, you need whatever, and you are looking for, ah, who is, uh, uh -huh. I feel like taking tea. Can you go help me make tea? It's not tea you want. It's, it's, it's pepperosi that you want. It's pepperosi that you want. And pepperosi you shall see if you are asking for tea. What's tea? So that is it. Hmm? And you two don't go and make tea. Eh? You are the one that is always available to go and make tea. Hmm? Don't go and make tea. It's not tea you want. Not lie. Pastor, can you please expatiate on love and sacrifice? Love, both are the same thing. Next, sir, you mentioned during the service that whatever God says, we can't debate. But Ezekiel, I think I've answered this. I think I've answered this. You only talk about sex as the lengthen physical touch. I think I've answered this too. What about kissing and romance? Those are apparatus that leads to uh -huh, the... Experts know what I'm talking about. You can consult the experts among you. A relative just came out to me about being gay. How do I approach, cancel, preach to them without coming off as judgmental? Just show them God's love. Do you understand? Uh -huh. yeah. See, let me tell you, somebody who is a gay and somebody who is still and somebody who look at a woman lustfully is the same thing before God. Don't say, ah, <laughs> you are gay. Don't, don't. You are going to, ah, and, and. The hottest part of the hair. Who taught you those hottest part or those? Do you understand? If you are cooking, do you have the hottest part when you are cooking? I what are you talking about? Show them the love of Christ. The way you, the way you talk to a sinner normally, that God loves you. You understand? The funniest thing is God loves you the way you are, and is getting ready to help you out of whatever challenge you are facing. If you acknowledge it, that you are not, this is not God's will and God's, I mean, you just let the person know, you don't even have to talk about what they do. Do you understand? You meet somebody smoking now, you don't talk about smoking, just talk about the love of Christ. Holy Spirit will take it up. Do you know most of people who are doing, having vices and then, you know, commit sin. They already know that it's sins they commit. They just need to know the love of God and receive and acknowledge that love. Then they receive grace 
all right? An overwhelming love for God to be freed from that particular uh, uh, sin and then the hold or grip of darkness. It's as simple as that. It's the same thing. Don't, don't view gay or somebody who is a lesbian as somebody. In fact, there was a time I was talking to somebody who um, was a lesbian. I said, ah, come and even tell me stuff. I mean, this one has now responded to so I needed to get counsel too as I tried to, because as at that time, I was, you know, I was, in, I was in part five before I knew what it means to, when I was told about, they said, uh, what was it? They said blow job. I didn't know the meaning. So, so we organized meeting, we call it face-to-face with young people on campus. I was in part five. For you to know that you can live in your own world. I don't know what's going on. I went to boys' school. And it was a Catholic school. The only vices and other things we have is that from the upstairs, we can be urinating. You know, nobody, we just live our life as boys. You know, you know boys now. The way, we're no girl, no nothing. Nobody pursuing anybody, nobody is. We don't have feelings. That time, there was no lesbianism, homosexual like this, you know, we could have been suspecting. So we lived our life. That's the only vice. We're not carrying women, all those things. So, getting into university now, and then I grew up conservative Christian, so I never really had all those kind of... Uh, so, when I, I, I organized as a pastor, I knew some people, they know about those things, I organized them to come and teach, you know, my people back then, you know, in Ife, it was a major fellowship, UJCM, and they came. So, they mentioned times that I had to note. Um, blowjob. I was even asking, what's Laura says, what's blowjob? I was asking... They said, Pastor, you don't know these things. Now, I didn't ask in the meeting. It's after the meeting, you know, you don't want to embarrass yourself. So after the meeting, so they went out, so they said, Pastor, you don't know this. They laugh. They laugh at me. I can't forget that scene. About four or five people that were there. They laugh. So that time I, I made it a point of duty to start investigating. That was what led me to the. So you get. Uh-huh. Part five, and in part five, I think I was 26, 27 or 28 years. Yes, because you know in our time, you don't enter university early like that. Uh, now you, part five, you are 20 years. You are 27, you're already a professor. Do you understand? In our time, you sometimes you can wait four years before you pass the Or Waek, you are looking for English. Yeah. Later, we realized that we didn't go to good school. Praise God. It's only head of one human being that they drew in my English class. Farnes. The English version. Uh, corruption has been in this country since. Our English teacher will have gone to do Okada. I can't forget his name till now. You know, when you make a negative impact, people will remember you. When you make positive impact, people will... May God bless him wherever he is. Whether he's still alive or he's dead, I don't know. We're not even interested. So just don't be judgmental. Just preach love of Christ. That's making it easy. All right? How do I approach a relationship with someone I saw as a mentor, whom I was close to, but left the church? A relationship with someone I saw as a mentor, whom I was close to, but I think the person has left the church. 
You can follow him. <laughs> if it's communion, if it's communion, you are close to the mentor, and the person has left the church, and okay, approach a relationship with this person. Okay, I get now. I thought maybe the person is asking you out, or oh, now I understand. You are talking about normal relationship. If the person has left the church, let him go now. Two options. Either you follow the person, you understand, or you stay here and let him be. That's as simple as that. Eh? And if you are getting confused, you can delete the person's number of blocking. As far as I'm concerned, sometimes your eyes have to be single. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I, have, I have mentors, I have father. Let me, let me give you a gist. I was in a meeting. My spiritual father called me and said, did you attend this conference? This is just two days ago. I said, I don't go out to attend place, conferences like that again. You know, he calls me bishop, so I say I don't go out of my court anyhow again to attend. I focus primarily on my job. He didn't talk. But he was going to ask me a question about those people. And when another brother called me, I told him, I said, this is the reason why I don't go. That conference, if I go, there are other people that I respect that come there. When they see me, they said, we organize our own, we don't see you. So I can't be jumping from one conference at this. No, no, no. Focus on your job. So sometimes you have to make hard decisions. One of those mentors or one of those teachers in those conferences is somebody I respect a lot. We have a relationship of over 50 years, close to 20 years, right from university. He lives very close to my house. He's the founder of a particular church. I will mention. He, there are five houses in between our house, houses. I told him, I said, we were supposed to see you. I said, let's make arrangement, let's make... I checked our charts. It was April last year we talked about it. I'm yet to see him till now. So don't be emotionally attached to people. If people make a decision and go west, and you, you are supposed to go east, or you are supposed to stay where you are staying. Do you understand? That's why I'm giving you the two options, so that you don't say I'm selfish. Eh? Uh -huh. If the... I know the person who... If you say a mentor, if the person possibly as work with me. The person doesn't have the right to tell you to follow him. You see, I'm telling you, tell him I said that. He doesn't have the right. That, that's, that's disloyal. That's unfaithful. And if you are, the, you are a mentor here to people, or I put you in a position of influence that you not have to become a mentor, or you have authority over people, you don't misuse your authority because the reason is this. It will it will be a negative uh, bounce back to you. You might not understand. It's a wrong seed you are sowing. Number one, the people you will go with. It wasn't your anointing that raised them. You won't be able to manage them. It's the anointing that raised people that manage people. If you are starting a new work, you need new people. If you carry old people, they will spoil the new work. This is pure ministry. If you want to hear further information, come to CMS, Communion Ministry School. I was raped at age seven. We just started service. This is... The beginning of service now. This is sincere. Many ladies have gone through this, but they won't talk. Some molested, they won't talk. And this thing has very serious effect. I was raped, raped at age seven. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I have been carrying this out for over 15 years. That means it should be around 22. But I got the courage to speak to my parents about it only to discover that the man wasn't jailed because his family came begging and it was embarrassing. 
I felt the odds all over again. How do I move on from this odds so that I can enjoy my relationship and marriage? Good. Now, because the person was not punished for what the person did, you see what you do now eh? is because you are not a believer. I believe that's why you, you write. Because you are a believer, right? So what you do now eh, is to, to, this thing I want to tell you, it might be difficult, to, but that's what you should do. You'll be freed. You know, most of the time, people who did something, the rapist now, might not even remember. So you are the one carrying the heart. So which means the heart is hurting you. It's not having an effect on him. So you have to take care of yourself. And this is how to take care of yourself, to be free from it. Because it has become like a bondage, like a scar, like whatever now. So what you do is that in your own closet, you worship each time. You know, not each time you remember. You worship God concerning it. You have to be deliberate about what took place. Because it wasn't your fault. At age seven, it has nothing to do with your fault. I mean, I mean, there are people who defend rapists and say, the ladies dress anyhow, all those kind of nonsense talk. Rapists are demonic. If you wear hijab and wear long dress, rapists will still rape you. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. It's something that has to do... You know when you say somebody is psychopathically deranged? Something in that kind of class. That's what it means to rape. You know, violating somebody's consent. Against somebody's will. Moving against somebody's will. So what you do is that in your own privacy... Worship God for what took place at age seven. I want you to see something here. When David had sex with Uriah's wife, you remember, Asheba? The child, David, the woman got pregnant. You know, he set Uriah's up and Uriah died. Complicated matter. He went to God. The, the child became sick. David prayed, 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 and fasted. For the child to leave, the child died. Immediately the child died, he hurt David the more because the only surviving person in that particular city, the Uriah died, the child died, is Bathsheba and David that leave. David immediately summoned courage, asked them to give him his food, started worshiping God. Concerning any issue that is negative, and I'm taking this rape as a subject, as a case study now, no matter how painful and awful the issue is, you must first give God thanks concerning the matter. If God says he has blotted out our sin, he can blot the effect out of your life. You might remember, but it will have no effect again forever. You will not hate the person. You will not hate yourself. You, you, know, you, can, you can even hate your parents for not being there and being protective enough because they might not even know. All right? So, but then, they, they became aware and they knew about it and then the person came begging and they were telling you all those things. Forget it. So, what you do is worship God from your heart concerning it. And so, you worship God concerning it to a point because that's what David did. And David became relieved. You see, because David worshiped God concerning that situation and the child eventually died, David worshiped God, you know, the first two wives did not give David successor. You know, it's Bathsheba that gave David successor. The child that came 
After, because Adonijah can't be successful. You know Adonijah now. Or Amnon. You know Amnon that was sleeping with his sister. There was nothing. There were crazy. David had crazy sons. Or is he Absalom? Absalom that chased his father out of the throne became king. Do you get what I'm saying? So God already saw. So, you know, one way or the other, if you like sin and you continue to do it, it will always have effect over your house. That's what we should. Sin has consequences. And that's what David suffered. So, but then in all these things, God gave him a fantastic successor from the same woman. So, what happened is this. If, if, if you were raped like that, and just like you said, you worship God. God can turn the situation of things around in such a way that the person you will marry we completely erase the memory of it from you. By, you know when you say you are married to the goodness of God? Let me go and read about Joyce Meyer's story. Or go and listen to Joyce Meyer's story. The, his own was even a pathetic story. Her own was a pathetic story. She was raped by her own father. And her mother was not believing it. She was telling her mother. Her mother said, shut up. Do you understand? Her mother, you know. And then it was, it went on, went on for maybe two, three years. I can't remember. But it's, it's not something that just happened consistently. By our own father. You know, when we say we have issue, when we have other people's issue, you thank God for your own uh, issue. Uh-huh. So, but you see, another man came. She hated men. But she summoned courage to date someone. That one was rubbish. Brought more added insults to the injury, she gave up. To the extent that when the mayor came, then somebody that was suitable looking for her hands in marriage, she didn't want to listen, she didn't want to hear. She was against the mayor. She was, you understand? She was, she didn't want to see any man. She was already hot, offended, crazy, white. But the mayor, because it was a born, it's been a born again, she, he kept at it. Ah. May God give us endurance and uh, grace to... Do you understand what I'm saying? Look at what the woman has turned out to be now. He kept at it to the point that the woman started thinking that, ah, with all my craziness, all my rejection, this one seems to be... Do you understand? He led Joyce Meyer to Christ. Joyce Meyer got filled with the Holy Ghost. And that particular experience became a ministry. Joyce Meyer sharing her story all over the world now. Thousands and hundreds of thousands of women listening to Joyce Meyer because they can identify with him, with her, because those teachings are so relatable. Many people have gone through all this kind of molestation. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but what if you look at it? Somebody showed up that erased and wiped, do you understand, the effect of that terrible and horrible memory so, and I like the fact that he said, so that you can enjoy your marriage. So God can bring somebody, when you worship him on what has happened, are you going to say, when you're even worshiping on what has happened, worship into concerning the person that did whatever. Are you getting what I'm saying? Worship God for that person. Worship God for your parents that accepted the plea. From the, do you understand? Worship God for, uh-huh. and then pray for yourself. Pray for everybody that was involved. 
It's difficult, but you have to do it. Then your heart will release that person completely. All right? And everybody will be okay. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. It's what you are supposed to be doing daily, daily, daily. When your heart is free, you will know. You will remember the story. It doesn't have effect on you. You don't feel offended. You don't feel... Do you understand? Today, I'm grateful to God for what people did to me. And I'm sure it's bring, there's so much fruit that it's going to advance to you. Have, see, people will blackmail. People will say all kinds of terrible, horrible, all kinds of things against you. Misrepresented. Terrible things. And these are people you lifted. These are people you taught. These are people you brought from nowhere. Um, 26. Some of them sent me text messages. Greeting me. You see, at last you will realize that I don't need you. You are the ones that need me. That is the truth. Because sometimes when people feel too important, more than the way you have lifted them, they enter into error. They believe they are something else or they have become, you know, and then they should give themselves to... One was even trying to call me, I didn't pick. Calling me is disrespectful. Sending me a chat or sending me a message shows that you are humble. You are here to learn your lessons. I'm not, I'm not, not... Uh, so you can see now, some of you, nothing has happened to you. Send me a message, I reply. Or I say, I greet everybody generally. You see that it's not cheap. So that is what you can do. So after listening to the message on Valentine and how women should submit and honor their husband, I realized that it is hard to find men I can relate with or respect or even look up to in terms of intelligence, spirituality, purpose, vision, career, a career, and I don't want to settle and end up with someone I am tolerating. How do you suggest I deal with this, sir? Take it into the place of prayer. Hey! Don't lower your standard, though. God will bring men into your life that you will find, you find it very difficult to choose out of the option. This is, this is marital family. Marital recession. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can look around. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you don't constantly develop and upgrade yourself, just this afternoon I was still thinking about enrolling in a diction school. Because I want to speak better. If I'm planning to be touring the world, I have to make my... Do you understand? People must be able to hear what I say. And I, do you understand? Not a... Most fabasistos, gumos association. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not that you scatter the place as if you are talking to your about the people. Do you get what I'm saying? Esquisa. No. I'm from Moscow, sisters, a girl's association. Almost. You can't do that. You, that can happen in your. So, you do you understand? And you, you are listening to me now, you are laughing. <laughs> you know that you don't even speak well like I do. You know you don't even speak well like I do. Your presentation can be so fantastic, but your diction, zero. And they are wondering how we this represent our company? But you have very bright idea, content-wise, solid. So don't look, don't have too high standard, but at the same time, don't, do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Believe God for the kind of men at this level. They will show up. It's God that made you that way. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. 
So that is it. And then you have to put it there. Character, all those things matter too. Not just career, uh, vision. Do you understand? Uh -huh. I get attached to the opposite set very easily. And since I notice whenever I begin to feel that way, I cut them off. What if my enemy sends my helper away by mistake? Is what I'm doing right, right? How can I go about? Pray. Just be prayerful. When the right person comes, you know. Then another thing is I don't send people away like that. Just make friends with people. There are people who come, you will never marry, but you can be friends. I hope that is clear. And I don't say you. No, 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 no. I don't want to see you again. No. Relate with people and be kind to people. Any other one? Please, does, what does it mean when God seems to answer all your prayers except for one? Does it mean I'm not ready for it yet or that I am doing something wrong? While I have been praying for a job, I've been getting other things, but the job isn't coming. So it's very confusing. No, you have to wait on God. Pray, sow your seed. And when I say sow your seed, it's not just giving money. Declare words daily. I have the best of job. Do you understand? Uh -huh. My CV is favored. My application favored. Continue. Don't get discouraged. You see, sometimes when there's a delay like this, God is coming big. People that were buried in the scripture, when God, it looks like it was a delay, when God came for them, it was big. Look at Zechariah. Gave birth to Zechariah and Elizabeth. You remember? Gave birth to John the Baptist. Look at, um, what was it called? Manoah, Manoah and his wife. You remember? Gave birth to Samson. Look at um, um, the mother of Samuel. You remember the, that woman? Um, Elkanah and uh, Anna. You remember? So when God, it seems, when it seems like he's delaying, he's coming bigger than your expectation. You are looking for a boy, God is raising a prophet. Do you get what I'm saying? Look at Abraham. He was thinking of his son, and God is thinking of Jesus that will save the whole world. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the way God is. So just keep at it, don't give up, and continue to pray. Is it wrong for, as a lady to like or be in a relationship with a man younger than you? And is there biblical proof? against it. There's no biblical proof against it. Carry on. Hmm? The only thing is that you must learn to submit. A man is a man, whether he's younger than you or he's older than you. There is no... Age does not reduce the... the headship. Age cannot make a head a tail. Is that clear? Uh -huh. The only thing is that as a woman, you must learn to submit. I know people whose... Uh, um, whose husbands are younger than them. So age is not a problem. How do we deal with sexual incompatibility in marriage? If you are married and there is sexual incompatibility, what do you mean by that? Is it that somebody's libido or is it um, urge, they call it, is higher than the rest and the rest? Eh? I don't know the detail here, but when you say sexual incompatibility, what do you mean? So you can seek counselors, all right? You can seek counselors, you can seek counselors, and then maybe in some cases, if therapist has to be involved and it's necessary, do you get around? Because this now might has nothing to do with demon, has nothing to do, do you get around? It might just be the person that the person doesn't have the energy to go, maybe you go 100 meter and the person cannot go more than 30 meter and it looks like the person wants to lose his life. Or the lady wants to, do you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Because um, people have been through different kinds of things. Although there's a way you can Try to now, there's a way you go about it. You know, one man called me one day and told me, he said, there's a reason why carrot is having that shape. Uh -huh. There's a reason why cucumber is having that shape. 
There is a reason why God is very wise in his thinking. He said, put your rice down and put carrots, put cucumber on top, put whatever, and God will visit you. Praise the Lord. I have a new married, newly wedded couple here. I just asked them, how is Juju Minju? Glory to God. I just asked them, how is Juju And you know, most of these ladies are virgin. Don't think that virgin does not exist again. Because some people, one week, they are still knocking the door. You know, green open. They, the way they lock it, it was locked. Seriously locked. And if you have been naturally disvergent, we can activate your spiritual virginity. All hope is not lost. So, that is the thing. But jujumeju is very important. But if Mimi Juju is sex, I'm calling, that's how we call it. Mimi Juju, Jujumeju, Jujumimi. Praise God. So, you know, if the thing is not balanced, the husband or wife can try to come up, you know, why the woman or the man too can try to blend. Let me, please get more time in your center. Oh, okay. I think you are in Ife Church, so I think you should be able to. Ibadan, you can go if you want to go. Uh, Yaba, you can go if you want to go. You can watch the remaining by yourself online. Just give me small time. I want to say this. I heard about a man, a woman, who had been everywhere, but got born again, and then married to a virgin brother. And then they are being pastored by a local CAC pastor, you know, all those CAC raw guys. So I visited my cousin, senior cousin, and then the man was there. And I just heard him speaking on the phone. He said, when Yaba, around Yaba, Pankroof side, and they were, were far away towards Songwa, I said, they have any sense, let me be hearing here. Ah. I said, what's this man saying? When he finished the conversation, he spoke with me. He said, the problem the problem, let me arrange this thing to be blown to me. I can't. This one. He said the problem is not, the problem is not that they are not born again, whatever. He said it was so bad that the lady opened up to him. He said, Pastor, 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 you know me, I've been everywhere. Number one, his penis is very small. Number two, the guy, no, just a bee. And I'm not saying all this so that you can be looking for guys that have been everywhere. <clears throat> if your guy has been too much of everywhere, <laughs> and you cannot satisfy the guy, it's another trouble. So the lady said, so the guy now said he couldn't understand that he had to open up to, his, uh, to that pastor. That one day he got home, he saw his wife watching Mojo. What we call Mojo is a time back then in Great Ife when people watch pornography film. All those, you know, those things are not real. You know, people acted it. There's light man, there's cameraman, there's, there's a director, there's, do you understand? Yeah. So, he got home. He saw his wife watching those things. He said, eh, what is this? What are you watching? I said, come. The wife said, come, sit down. So the wife calmed him down. He sat down. He said, can you see the way they are doing? Can you see? That's how I want you to be to be doing. I know the man, that day, he knew he's in problem, he's in trouble. Because number one, you can't do the way they are doing. They are acting. They are acting, they're on drugs. They are, do you get what I'm saying? You can't even try it. Sometimes some of them, they have done things, 
that will make them to have erection for four hours. With the Holy Ghost inside you, the power of the Most High overshadowing you, all those kind of things, you may not be able to have that kind of erection till Jesus Christ will come. Four hours, three hours. You see, some people are under prayer. So we have to be, I said, I told the pastor, I said, the person you are supposed to work on is the lady so that our mind can be renovated. Even when they are trying to work on the, man, the lady for her mind to be renovated, the guy too needs to be encouraged to come up a bit. Because what I'm telling you can cause separation. Somebody else can just show up. Let me tell you something. It could be their gardener. It could be the women can be very funny. And I'm not saying this to, to how do I put it now? To dishonor women or to underrate them. Sometimes sexual satisfaction for women is very rare. With probably recent discoveries and data and all that. So it 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 actually shows that women don't get satisfied, the numbers of women that don't get satisfied are more than men that don't get satisfied. And what it means is that they don't reach orgasm, and that alone could be a problem. If they have had people in their past, if they had people in their past who used to perform well with them sexually to reach all those parts, they will be calling to remembrance those people if the people they are married to cannot take them to that cloud nine, are you getting what I'm saying? Is it cloud seven? Praise the Lord. Suddenly you have become catechist now. See the way you are, you are speaking in tongues. So what's, what are you doing? I'm telling you, this is reality of life. Those women, if they can't find those men around, if they can find them around just a single chart, in three days can lead to sex. I watched a Nollywood movie. I've forgotten the name of the movie, but the law they propounded in the movie is that if you have had sex with someone before, you can always have sex again with the same person, regardless of what has changed. Let's say you have now gotten married or whatever, whatever. God forbid you are now in the sexual prayer. You have sexual issues. There is incompatibility, you couldn't. You can remember somebody who used to satisfy you. This is blunt truth that is not always talked about in church. And reconnect with the person. And devil is so smart. It is when you are driving through the junction, you just see the guy crossing to one entry. Or something, something just happened. You just saw maybe online. Ah, this is busy now, that long time. How are you? And he never know that you are going through something. Ah, it's been long ago, blah, blah, blah. Ah, it's good catching up with you, blah, blah. Then conversation starts. Are you in town? No, I'm in, I'm in England. I'm in Lego. Okay, when I'm coming to Nigeria, we'll just see briefly and all that. You see that brief visit? That brief visit was arranged by devil. And that alone can destroy marriage because once you have shifted and you are, there's a way that you don't want it, but your body wants it. And you one way or the other obey your body, and then the guy shows up, and before you know it, paka, paka, once, twice, and he refreshed all the old memory that God blotted out, 
that pastor preached were delivered, addiction that everybody labored, even angels sweat. Angels sweated and got you out of the mess. You enter into heat free of charge. Amen. Listen, you too must be trying, especially if you are married. If you are not married, don't try anything. Just be working on yourself. Be careful of how much of sugar you take. Be, be careful with certain things. Try to do natural. All right? Aha. Uh -huh. I know there are people who take a lot of Coke and sugar who told me that it doesn't affect performance, including the one that is standing behind the camera. Please, it must not affect you. If I do men's meeting, I will tell you certain blunt truths. Because if women want to disappoint you, they can disappoint you big. Sometimes the women will sleep with your mates. They won't sleep with your boss. They will sleep with their junior. And that's why I said that it can be very funny. So they just see the housemaid coming in. Let's say the, the trouser. He could see, she could see the trouser that, ah, how is this thing just, do you understand? And before you know it, was it not Potiphar's wife that wanted to sleep with uh, Joseph? Was Joseph not like coordinating sleep? Was Joseph not the slave in the in Potiphar's? So what are we talking about? It's in the Bible. So you see a woman because she always seen a driver, a driver. That's the attention that the husband is not giving, but the driver is giving the attention. The husband is running around, act of service. Do you understand? The driver is running around, act of service. Are you getting what I'm saying? If the attention is here. Eh? The, the husband is not doing it, but the driver is doing it. Are you looking good today, man? Ah, word of affirmation. Oh, the party now. Want to move my Are you getting what I'm saying? Whereas the husband, just look at, eh, you dress, dress on time. Your time is going, well, well. And as the woman is coming out, ah, you are looking gorgeous, man. That's the driver. He's just, he doesn't have anything in mind, though. He's just being polite. But he's sending wrong message to the woman because her husband is not doing the proper thing. And don't forget, the, man, the active time the woman spends with her husband in the evening before they sleep, one, two hours. In the morning, one, two hours. That's the active time. And nothing happened overnight, except maybe Vigi. Whereas the emotion is crying for, do you understand, expression, manifestation. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the attention is not there. The word of affirmation by the driver. The attention by the driver. What other act of service by the driver? What it means? Touch. Before you know it, Madam from the back will be talking and be touching the driver in front. Begede, Ubagbina, praise God. Begede, Ubagbina. What that means is that Begede catch fire. Are you guys? God forbid bad thing. We have to be careful of these things. Enough of pretending in church and be holding hands and be wearing the same clothes. Mind must be interwoven. Hmm? Mind must be interwoven. You must make sure the other person is satisfied, not just sexually. Satisfied with good words, satisfied with good food, both ways. Both ways. You must always express your feelings. And be careful, because when you express your feelings, make sure you package it in a very good way to appeal the person. I hope that is clear. Yes, uh -huh. What was the question that led us to this? 
I think I've answered the question. The question before this, please show the question. How do we deal with Oh, okay, so you can see cancer if you still need more cancer. But men in communion, please don't disappoint. Please, please. Fire your woman. I am not, see, if you are not the firing type, women like fire, I'm not joking, no. They are just, look, they might be looking, and fire, if you don't fight, see, you have to fire to the point that your women will say, echo. Your woman must be able to echo. Salute! <laughs> uh-huh. Singles are interested in marriage now. Can you see that your salvation is nearer than you, you can imagine? Praise the Lord. This one that you are looking like you want to be known. There's no known in this church. There's no Reverend Father. Even me myself, I was thinking I'm first Pentecostal Reverend Father. I changed my mind. Praise God. When is it the right time to enter into a relationship as a student? I've seen the person I like, but I kept rejecting because I don't know if it is. Be friends with the person. You don't have to enter a relationship. Be friends. Have a good grade. Somebody, if somebody discovers that you are not having good grade, they can, you, they can leave you. Because <laughs> good grade sometimes speaks of, can guess how the future will look like. I know what I'm talking about. Most of my friends that remain in the country, they are in Olangas, they are in Chevron. So when I go there to hang, hang out with them and all that, I know the kind of quality life they live. When we were back then on campus, we were fighting for faculty prices. That's the kind of friends I have on campus. And so we left campus together. You know, there are people who company with foolish people. One day, one of them just comes and says, Pastor, how are you doing? It's been long. We said, are you, when you were talking, I was trying to get me, I was on my way to London. They travel anyhow. Once, he took, one took his wife like this, enrolled the wife in Canada University. Very costly arrangement. Set his wife up to, because there's money. What makes the difference was that while we were in school, this guy I'm talking about was the overall bed. The overall bed is the old faculty of tech. They're my wonderful friends. It was my... Go-to person, a next, you know, in-line person. I was the one that joined. When he was to get married, he coughed. I was the one that joined them together. You know, I have some other friends like that. You see somebody living in a very big home, only him, or himself and his wife. The home can take about four couples. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you make inquiry, you find that he built the house. See, let me tell you, our hope is not lost if you don't have good grades. But I'm just telling you, some serious guys may not want people that it looks like it's not sure for them. I know back then on campus when we were there, Yoruba, somebody who studied Yoruba cannot date medical students. Law cannot date uh, philosophy. Are you get what I'm saying? That you'll be arguing with me. In the, no, no, no. But back then, people used to professional courses, professional courses. Do you get what I'm saying? That era has gone. People now, social media, your social media, hey, on social media, can be a multi-millionaire. That is just opening his teeth. Do you get uh-huh. But there are things that point to the fact that somebody will be serious in life. And one of the key indices for that is good grades. 
So face your study. Get better. Be friends with people. Don't reject people. Be friends with them. When it's time, you have built yourself. You know your grade can't come down. Whatever. Are you getting upset? Because people get emotional. You are hot. You break up. You fail exam. You do understand. You will regret. I want to be sweating and be preaching like this to get you out of that you regret. So please, part one, part two, part three, focus on your... Do you get what I'm saying? Start considering this maybe when you're in final year. You know nothing can happen to your studies. Do you understand? If it's business you are building, build it. I'm not saying wait till you have all the money. No. You can have co-builder. But I'm telling you, everybody is attracted to glory. So start releasing glory, manifesting the glory before you make... Uh-huh. Is that all? What do I do if there is a sister that I like in the church? Should I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, there's, there's something wrong with if there's no sister you like in our church. Because the sisters in this church, they are very beautiful. If you're in the Baden church, you don't have anybody you are liking, be visiting if you're church. Come to Lagos church. Uh-huh. I mean, there are people who come to this church, they, they didn't spend up to two years. Before, I mean, and today they are married. And today they are in my front. What do I do? If there is a sister that I like in the church, should I go ahead and ask her out or I should go through my center pastor? Go and ask her out. You really believe in the question you ask? <laughs> let's, 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 let's start. Do you believe? Why am I sure you have not asked her out? Why am I not sure you have not asked her out? When we were, listen to me, when we, were, when, we, when we say that you should go through center pastor, it's so that you won't goof. Sometimes the person you are liking, you are not sure whether the person is in a relationship or is, you don't know, except if you have become good friends. And sometimes the right button to press is pastor that knows it. These people, you don't know them. Even when you think that you know the person, you, for example, the person that is saying seven years she was raped, she could have told her center pastor. And the pastor look at it that you can't handle somebody that is raped, that has rape in her past. You don't know. And you're causing more trouble for yourself. You are just having infatuation, or let's even assume that is proper erotic love that you are having for the person on the surface. But deep down, you don't know what people have been trying to manage in themselves. The center pastors that know. So, but then I realized that with younger generation, they like freedom. So go on. So if I have a church of 100,000 people. This is how I talk to myself. Will everybody be going through me to go and talk to the person? So my own is to teach you. Be friends with her. All right? Use that friendship to find out some things about her. Then you can, you can go ahead and talk to the person. You see? The only thing is when you want to get married, register with uh, MRSET. Then we join you together. Pastoring for me now is easy. Because I don't think you really believe you get. So that is it. And another thing is that there are, there are sisters that about four brothers are on their case. Funniest thing is that there are sisters that are dating somebody else who are also ready to date you. Double dating. But it's pastors that know these things. I've called a lady before. This is, what I, this is how you know. I called a lady before. She's in a relationship. I said, how are you? He said, fine. Who is this? I used my second line. I said, is she your boyfriend? He said, this voice does not sound like the voice of my Sheyi. But the name of the boyfriend that I know is not Sheyi. 
For you to know that sometimes I am led by the Spirit. The name of the boyfriend that I know is not Sheyi. He said, but this is not the voice of my Sheyi. Uh, I now try to start. And I said, I'm Temitokwe Oluashi Yahoo. Then I was out there. He said, Temitokwe Oluashi Yahoo. He said, ah, pastor, pastor. I said, okay, don't worry, we shall see. So when I saw her, listen to what happened. When I saw her, you see, people that are hiding the way they had to you cannot hide to pastor. Especially when pastor operates in discernment. When I saw her, I said, so this is the person I know. Who is Sheyi again? And he said, you know, pastor, you cannot really put all your eggs in one basket. That this one is the most preferred. That Sheyi is the second boyfriend option. No, she's already dating the two of them, actually. She's dating the two of them. He said, I said, so who is the third? He said, pastor, nobody really, but I'm close to a guy. That is you. And now, you now, you, you have seen a fine sister. Eh? Tongue talking. Want to buy. I am in a relationship. Congratulations. But I don't see my boyfriend as my future partner. Break up. He is nice, but I don't think we are compatible. What do I do? Break up. Next. You must see future in the person you want to marry. It's as clear as that. Don't get emotional about about thing. And if the boyfriend is in the church, talk about it, don't tear up, just separate and everybody go their way. How can one stop projecting the negativities they saw in their parents' relationship marriage to their own relationship? E.g., a seemingly small sign that would have otherwise been overlooked will remind, will remind you of one of your parents and it turns to, to a red flag for you. You are being more conscious of your parents' relationship than your home. Face your new life. Thank God for your parents' relationship. Do you understand? Intercede for your parents, but you must face your new life. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must focus on your new life. You get what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. So that is the truth. I hope that is clear. Aha. Uh -huh. So there are things that you might see that might want to be alike, but try to avoid. <laughs> it is now that service just started. I love your, I love your sincerity. I'm telling you, this is, these are the, these are the thorough questions. I have feelings for three ladies at the same time. Is it wrong? It is not wrong. But the only thing is that you can only date one and marry one. So what you need to find out is that, is that feeling a proper feeling? Is it infatuation? What is the issue? Take the three ladies to God in prayer. They are more or less like desires and feelings. When you talk to God about them, before you know it, option one can disappear. Option two can disappear. Hello, when this person asks this question, you are... You are smiling. There are people who are married who have feelings for people outside their marriage. What are you, it's feeling we are talking about. You have no control sometimes over feelings. There are people you see on the road and say, ah, ah. And you look at your wife and look at the person, ah, ah. Incomparable. <laughs> <laughs> Undescribable. Indescribable. Are you getting what I'm saying? No, no, no. We are being insincere. You know, I came from a group of people that are so conservative. Always, all the time, they will call me or the puppet. He said, you see, the most beautiful person, my wife, the most handsome person, 
And that's why, you see, your generation is calling it Lamba now. You know you hardly hear that. Hello, listen. You know you hardly hear that now on pulpit. But you know in my generation when I was much more younger, it's common on the pulpit. People have realized that people are finer than their spouse. You are just wasting your time. Have you noticed that ladies generally are beautiful now? In those days, we used to have war, war. we used to have beautiful, we used to have less beautiful, we used to have, we used to have beauty queen, we used to have, do you understand? Different category. Now, war, war has been eradicated because there is improve, improvement in technology, makeup industry, improvement. Are you getting what I'm saying? War, war has been complete. Have you seen the children? If you put 20 children together, 25 are more beautiful. They are 25, more than the numbers you put together. I'm not, it means that they are very beautiful because there is improvement. Maybe in genetic arrangement, I don't understand, but things, people are beautiful now. People are beautiful now. So that's why it's now time to look inward. Whether by accident or whatever, you marry somebody that is beautiful. Or maybe it's me that sit like that, but I think it's, it's common. So there is improvement in the way people are beautiful. Check your parents and their friends. You will have that they have friends that are not beautiful. See now, they have not been able to... <laughs> But because they are married, they are, you, you can see the way you are laughing. You have them. Think about it. You have them. You have aunties that are not beautiful. See, now they have not been able to solve the problem. But the thing have improved over time that you now have people who are 30, 35 and below that are beautiful. In fact, I'm not even talking about when they apply makeup alone. No. Even without makeup, Things are better. Skin beauty. In those days, we used to use perfume, baby jelly. Baby perfume jelly. <laughs> we used to use Adiagban. We used to use, do you understand? Ori. Those are the things we used to use then. If it's not smelling somehow, you won't apply it. <laughs> but things are better. The other time I used to buy my cream, I hardly, you know, I, I have, I'm, I don't react. My skin doesn't react. But I don't like using a cream and be sweating. I don't like using the cream and be feeling edgy or something. So there's a cream that I use, and it's very costly. So but then, I promise myself, I buy the cream. It's one and a half years I'm using it. <laughs> what am I, what am I, what am I rubbing? I'm not, do you understand? I don't rub too much. No, it's not big old, it's just normal size. I can bring it for you to see it. But it makes me comfortable. I don't have, and, and listen to me, I can sit down like this and open a shop for 2,000 of those creams in two days. It's not money that is the problem. It's just self-discipline. Number one, I'm not robbing more than the economy of Nigeria. Are you? <laughs> number two, number two, number, number two, I have to just work with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So things are better. Do such cream never existed 20 years ago. Things have improved. People are eating better. Do you know that it, there was a time it was balanced diet? It was even in biology that you studied balanced diet. Balanced diet does not apply now. Balanced Now you have nutritionists. You know, you have all kinds of food. There was, I knew when there was no fried rice. I knew when you don't eat jollof rice until when you are celebrating You have a ceremony, Christmas. I knew that time. You are squeezing your face. You are wondering what kind of time is that? This man must really be old. No, I'm not that old. I'm just a little bit above 40. 
But I knew when I, 20, 25 years ago, there was no jollof rice like that. You have to be doing a ceremony to eat jollof rice. Now that everybody is saying, you will wait throughout the whole year to eat jollof rice in Christmas. Coke, you don't take Coke like that. Now that people just walk, walk about and people are taking Coke. You have to be celebrating something to take Coke. But pastor, maybe you were poor in your... No, it was general. It was common. It was common. And there was no plastic. There was no can. So the people, 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 the, there has been an improvement over the years. There has been an improvement over the years. So there are people who have feelings. Please, feelings can lead you. It's called emotion. Eh? Emotion. It will just be taking you into different places. If you cannot handle your emotion, listen to me. If you cannot handle your emotion, it will lead you somewhere you cannot recover from. You can have a scar that it will be difficult for you to erase. You can regret. Are you getting what I'm saying? People have done five-minute sex and they wake up like this only for them to realize that they've made the greatest mistake of their life. And we have to preach and to preach and preach to get them out of that guilt. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And that's if they are not attacked. So if you are feeling for three ladies, there's nothing wrong. Take it into the place of prayer. And you might not, Holy Spirit can tell you none of the three. The feelings of the three can disappear. If I have feeling for somebody, it's three days and three nights. You know, that's what Jesus Christ spent in the belly of the, of the earth. Three days and three nights, feeling my talonish. What feeling is that? Because emotion, you can't, somebody can just appeal to you and the, do you understand? And your eyes become clear. I love older women, carry on. They just turn me on. Is it wrong? Please, they should not be turned. One, see. There is something you like about older women. Probably they tend to understand you better. Or there's something that attracts you to them. Maybe they are more matured. Maybe your own mates and younger people are shouting, they are nagging, they are arguing. Do you understand? Just like ladies too. Some ladies like very older men. Not just three years older, two years older. Sometimes they like, like 10 years older. Who can pamper them, who can understand them, and all those kind of things. It happens that way, but there must be reason. Now, if you say they turn you on, you have to be careful because there are older women <laughs> whose husbands are out of the country for the past six months. If they grab you, <laughs> they can become your sugar mommy. Are you getting what I'm saying? And don't tell me that they are not speaking in tongues. Look, what people are going through, sometimes you can separate their spiritual life from their love and romantic and emotional life. People will do all kinds of rubbish, then they will come back and start speaking in tongues. They give and the callings of God are without repentance. I don't think people will commit adultery or commit sin, and then the tongue will cease. No. When Paul says tongue will cease, he's talking about end of days, not when people commit sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So, please, take it into the place of prayer. If you have a lady you like, you really like, that is older than you, you can go ahead and date the person. I'm sure this person is single. Think of people that you date, not people that are turning you. If people are turning you on anyhow, you have to be careful and stay away. Eh? Uh -huh. Because especially if married women who have not been able to assess their husband, like one boy in this church in those days was doing Uber. And he said she, he carried a woman around Lekki there. And then they got to, they, they, he, he got her home. And then the, 
the lady now kept reaching out to, they had conversation, the lady kept reaching out to him, wanted them to be together and all that. And I said, ah, but you are married. He said, ah, my husband has been in maybe US or one is a businessman and blah, blah, blah. And there are men that deliberately do these things. They believe women are so mature that they can cope. They, everything has a, how do I call it? It has what? It has a, a, elastic limits. Women can endure more than men though. So, but then, if you marry a man you cannot trust, you marry a man that you know is like this, he can be satisfying himself wherever he goes, thinking that he is woman. But I think women, men know better now that women have solved their problems by themselves, <laughs> by getting themselves a side. Uh, if a man has side cheek, what does a woman has? Side cock. Side dog. It is well. So that's what that woman was trying to do. And the guy had to open up to me because she doesn't want to be caught up in that kind of... Uh, you get what I'm saying? And this woman is ready to sponsor, is ready to pay, is ready to make the guy comfortable, can even change the car. You get. It happens a lot now. There are sugar mummies all over the place. I have one that told me, he said he used to have sugar mummy, that he did his own fornication to the point that he had sugar mummy. Back then in worry. And he said for months after he got married and he stopped all those things, when he now got married, he realized he got married to a virgin. He told his wife, he said, you're a virgin. That he doesn't deserve this kind of... That he has said, bad boy. He has gone bad. Bad, 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 You know, this generation doesn't know that song. Bad, 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 bad. So he said he went to God. He said, God, thank you. Thank you. My wife, virgin. He said he had to open up to his wife. You need to help me now, because the way I was. He said when he stopped, he didn't relate, do extramitas. He now started having problem with masturbation. That he didn't know that the solution was even in his wife's hand. That he struggled, with, he struggled with it for a while. When he opened up to his wife, that was when the solution came. It was his wife that delivered it. He was telling me like this. It's not uh, this, you know. Mm -hmm. And don't say you want to go and be bad. You end up marrying a virgin. <laughs> if you, by the time you are ending up, you might marry a lunto. You know lunto? <laughs> lunto, that will perforate your destiny. I have a sense of calling to ministry. Do I have to get married to a woman who also has a sense of calling to ministry? No. No. Marry a wife. That's what the Bible says. Because you will not always be on the platform and be preaching. Are you get what I'm saying? But there's nothing wrong if the person is ministry conscious. Do you get what I'm saying? You can marry a woman that will help you renounce your time. And it will look like you want to commit suicide. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> when you're talking about ministry, you say, come, come. I'm, your, I'm behind you. I'm going to, I'm supporting you 1,000%. But you see this your time, I need to adjust it. And you know what that means? It's stifling life out of your ministry. It's taking, do you get what I'm saying? When she gives a body language like this, <laughs> you will lose 20 members. 
Whereas to gain 10 members, you have to work for a year. Uh-huh. That's how marriage can, marriage can be very sensitive to ministry. Uh, so the person can be ministry conscious, but you must be married to a wife. You must be married to husband. You don't marry anointing, you don't marry gifts. You know, we have, we have a lot of synergy in this church. You realize that that does not cook a food. You realize, listen to me, you realize that that does not have sex on a bed. You realize that that, is not, that does not raise a child. You realize that everything that is done in marriage, that anointing has nothing to contribute to it. Home is where natural people live. That's home. You are not on the, your, your home is not the platform. There are no audience there. Only God is your audience. Uh, is that clear? Where you make love, where you play, where you tumble, where you, do you understand? Forget voice. Forget anointing. Say that pastor is very sad. I just, I'm just, ah. What? You forget anointing. I'm sad, I'm not nice. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You sometimes need to feel the aspect of the annoyance of the anointed. You sometimes need to see this. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying that pastors should be dual personality. If you listen to me well, you know the kind of person I am. You don't have to be told that I'm tough to the bone. Even when God calls me home, my cops will be tough. I'm not, not if you are carrying it anyhow, you might wake up and knock your head. <laughs> Uh, it's tough to the bone. And it's the way I was raised. My parents, it's tough. Choleric. 70%. God does give me sanguine to balance it so that you won't die. Yeah. Uh, so you can't now be attracted to a gift. I said, receive. And 100 falls on my side and 1,000 fall on my, on my left side. And you get around and say, ah, powerful. My anointing. Ah, I'm feeling a connection. <laughs> We are better go and disconnect the connection. What connection is that? That's why you marry Sister, sister Samanda. And you're having feelings. You think it's Holy Ghost. Is there all these feelings for two ladies, three ladies? Yeah. Only. Only. You better go and pray. Get to know who Sister Samanda is outside pulpits. Are you getting what I'm saying? Who is Brother Jay, James outside pulpit? Some of you, take yourself outside church. As people are coming like this, they land and they see the banner of church like this. They enter another clothes. They enter another, another dual personality completely. He just fought with bus conductor. As he saw the banner, he has adjusted. He has adjusted. Ruach Elohim in this place. It's a very powerful brother. That's all right. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The prosperity of a believer is different from an unbeliever being wealthy and rich. Yours has eternal implications, eternal consequences. In a true love, you see passion. In a true love, you see commitment. You can be passionate about someone that you are not committed. It's about friendship. You know when we talk about spiritual family, your filio now makes sense because you have agape. Filio will still be there. But now you have agape, which is unconditional love where you have to sacrifice and lay down your life. You sacrifice when you selflessly. When shows you you love God, He called you and enlisted you as one of His own, you lay down your life. If you are not dead, you can't be a living sacrifice.